Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze and interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Angela. Hi. Still producing. <laughs> so far. And uh, Picking guess, up the slack for Char. Yeah, I mean, she's such a slacker. <laughs> such a, not even. Uh, you can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us at BFFFM, 5.30 to 6 a.m. every Monday, which is very exciting That's for so us. exciting. Uh, I always want to be on morning drive time, so my dreams have come true. <laughs> and so does that mean we cuss too much, or what's the deal with that? No, because it's streaming online. Oh, yeah. yeah I knew no, that. Still no FCC, bitches, <laughs> for F-U-C-K, the time being. F-U-C-K, the F-U-C-C. Or no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Whatever she said. F- F-U-C-K, the F-C-C. There you go. Ooh, that could be a rap. A rap song. It is the, a rap as song. As the old people say. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's late on a Monday. Anyways, uh, we are going out with a literal bang for Women's History Month. And this was one of our last interviews of Sundance. Yeah. Which is, oh, I'm wearing the same outfit I wore. <laughs> what else is new? I know. Remember? So we had a, a little bit of history. We had a 300th episode party for all of our listeners just to say thank you at Fleetwood one of our favorite stores in the in the city yep and uh for the event we had like a a collage of photos uh with (laughs) some of our favorite interviews us at different events or whatever yeah and we realized that Erin has like four different outfits that she just recycled (laughs) Here's the thing, everyone. Uh, I like to be comfortable, but I like to be a little stylish as well. No, and you're there's like good. four things that I've picked out in my whole life, or at least in the last few years, that I'm like, I like these. One of them is, and I still have it as a maternity shirt. The red. Uh, yeah. That I picked up at Target uh, a few years ago, and I still love it. I'm not pregnant, never been, um, but it might have been my downfall because I went to the doctor recently and got on the scale and might as well be pregnant. Anyways. <laughs> Food baby. Uh, first of all, problems. Burrito so, baby. And food, yeah. Food baby every day. So one, of, so one of the games that we had with the uh, with the collage <laughs> was how many times is Aaron wearing this shirt? <laughs> it was like a photo hunt. But anyway. Anyway. So y- you look great. Doing again. Wearing the same shit. Why Who cares? Wear, you look great. Why don't I want to wear real pants today? Girls know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you want to wear a little stretch pants. So Most of the, all of my shit stretch at every, this point. Well, I think that's the problem for me. I got to start wearing shit that like, that doesn't stretch that's not the stretch game in fashion uh has really ruined my waistline <laughs> let's just be honest sorry about that it i don't is, have emphysema it is fashion's fault not yours totally i mean keep on with that focaccia bread <laughs> girl get your oh, golden boy on uh, see exactly as we drink jameson so anyways let's move on we had kira sedgwick on our show um, we did. That was amazing. We also had <laughs> Ali Liebgott, Valerie Stadler, and Meredith Bagby to talk about a episodic called Girls Weekend, which we got the first episode and it was maybe 20 minutes. And I wanted so much more. Yeah, it was so good. I don't, I don't, I still have not forgiven them for the how it ends so abruptly. And I'm like, what? I'm not done. Right. I'm not done with you. I've also <laughs> been looking to see if it's been picked up or what's going on with it. And I haven't found it anywhere. So I'm hoping it finds a home. I really, really liked this. Episodic. I'm not. I'm not worried about them. It's and they so have good. great actors in it. And just the premise is well, hilarious. Well, and we didn't mention that Kira Sedgwick is not starring in it. No, she no. directs yeah, it. Yeah, she just, you know, is, is a boss. Because bitch. she doesn't do enough things well. 
well. Apparently right. she needed to add another thing to her resume. But yeah, it was just so well done, so well thought out. And we can't wait for more. Right. And she also was talking about um, Girls Weekend as a part of her new production company called Big Swing Productions. And so um, she has been in the business a long time. And she's uh, produced stuff, you know, throughout her career, but she really, really, really wanted to have her own production company because she's kind of sick and tired of being sick and tired in Hollywood. Well, and her coming into our interview space with just these powerhouse women that uh, that she works with and, and one of them she's been friends with forever. It was uh, it was really cool because we also saw her at a, at a panel yes. where she, she specifically said, if you're a, a woman in Hollywood with even just a little bit of, of power or persuasion and you're not using that to pull other women up, then you're fucking up. And she doesn't talk that she doesn't just talk the talk, she walks the walk. Right. And and it's great. The work they're doing is amazing. So and she's producing and directing uh, Girls Weekend. So without further ado, here's Curious Sedgwick. We'll see you on the other side. You're listening to the Festival Daily Buzz with Bitch Talk Podcast. My name is John Wildman. Here at the Bitch Talk co-hosts Aaron Lim and Angela Tabora. On this segment, we're going to talk about the episodic project Girls Weekend. We have the creator, Ali Libigat, also the star in the film, or the, or the series. Kira Sedgwick, who's the director. And we have two of the producers, Valerie Stadler and Meredith Bagby. Thank you all for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, boy, we got lots to talk about. <laughs> um, all right, well, uh, Ali, I want to, I'm, in fact... Yes. Let's have you introduce mm-hmm. our listeners to what Girls Weekend is. Sure. You lead us off. Can I first ask you if people call you John Wildman? Uh, some people say Wildman, but and it then, is Wildman. Yeah. And I bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, girls, do you know? Girls Weekend is a story about... Um, uh, a daughter who comes home to do a girls weekend with her sister and her mom and she when she's there she realizes uh, her mom has uh, pretty bad cancer and she has to make the decision whether to uh, stay and help take care of the mom um, in this family that's so very different than her uh, ideologically and she has this homophobic sister who's played by uh, Linda or uh, by Amy Landecker and um, her mom is like this sort of smothering mother Linda Lavin and her dad's like this guy who's got like guns and almost shoots her on her way in uh, played by uh, Ken Jenkins so it's a very inhospitable uh, place to be but there's it's this it's really the story of um, you know uh, tr- trying to uh, what 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 do you have to do when you can't divorce your family and you actually have to stay so mm-hmm. that's really the the question right now Kira I mean you you have uh, veterans both in front of and behind the camera that you're working with, um, that, that you're able to put through their paces. Uh, it's very, very, very funny. And I would love for you to talk about directing comedy with this group. Yeah. Um, well, um, to me, the comedy is in the high stakes and the reality and the pain. Um, and the better the writing, the less you have to worry about you know, trying to trying to get the joke to work. Um, it should work organically um, and from an emotional place. And just, you know, raising it up to 11, raising the stakes up to 11 is what makes it funny. Um, it was, you know, a dream to, from the first time we 
we read through it with um, Amy wasn't there, but we knew how amazing she was going to be. But read through it with um, Allie and Ken and Linda, who are real veterans. And mm -hmm. um, you know, Linda just she knows how to get, she knows how to get the funny, um, and she knows how to get the touching. So, and and when we had the first read through, I mean, these guys were like, there was a lot of history there, even though there wasn't any history there. Um, and again, I think that's a testament to the writing as well as to the acting. Um, honestly, I, I mean, I feel like I, I definitely made some stylistic choices away, you know, visually. Um, and uh, we got a lot of choices on the day of, you know, how to play certain things, um, you know, uh, some things, uh, you know, different choices, just different choices for the editing room. But honestly, I think when it's really good, it's kind of easy. I feel the same way as an actor. It's like, if the words are great, I don't have, I, half my job, more than half my job is done. And so, um, you know, it was about, a lot of it was about, in the edit, you know, getting the the music of that, that table, you know, sitting there with your family mm. and the interjections and the way, and you know, what happens when people aren't listening and, and and then what happens when things start to bubble up under the surface and then they get really loud. It was like, I always hear the music of a scene, you know, and mm. so the crescendo gets really loud and then it, and then, you know, boom, it stops on a dime because Linda stops it and her dad stops it and then the shit hits the fan. I mean, my hope is that people are laughing, 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 and then they're crying. Mm -hmm. I know my biggest dream, my, the, the, the comedies that I love the most are funny, sad. The comedies that I love the most are the ones that can make you laugh and cry in the same scene. Like, that mm -hmm. is magic. You know, um, you know who does that all the time is uh, Alexander Payne. I mean, mm -hmm. I was just watching mm -hmm. Sideways. It's like, mm -hmm. in, in one goddamn scene. And, you know, it's just over and over again. So, to me, that's life. Mm -hmm. um, and it's we're always teetering on the line of tragedy and and mm -hmm. and and joy and irony, um, and w to me, like, what's more fun than like parents that all that history and family? It's like everyone has them. I mean, I know I'm talking a lot, but I'll finish soon. Um, when I came <laughs> no, back, time. when I came back from uh, I'm answering all the questions right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> every yeah. question we'll we just have. Sit here. It's fine. After we shot it, you know, we shot it in August, I think it was, and everyone went to Thanksgiving, and then they came back, and I would say to everybody, even people who love their family, how was Thanksgiving? It was a lot. <laughs> Oh, you know, it was a lot. I mean, I can do two days max, you know. And I thought, well, that's what's so – everyone can relate to this story. Mm -hmm. No matter what, what they're like, they can relate to going back home. And you're just, you're just different. You're not the same person as you were. And you're often not the same in your family. I mean, I know that mm -hmm. many of the people I know and love are like kind of misfit toys, you know. And they go home and it's like, wow, you know, it was, it was a lot. So, mm -hmm. okay, I'm done. <laughs> now, Ali, uh, I, I love hearing from screenwriters or creators of projects like this on what what I call what their in was. You know, it's like you know, and, and, you know, and, and sometimes it's something very specific within the context of the story or what have you. But but it's the thing that drives you to finish it, mm. the thing that drives you to you know, to, to start writing it in the mm. first place mm. to create it. What was your in on this one? Well, I think I've been toying with writing something about my family for a long time. Um, and I have written about them in different ways in my life, for sure. But um, recently, my own mother did get sick. And um, my family lives in Las Vegas, my real family. And um, it's just sort of like 
off of what Kira was just saying too about going home, you're going home, but like to me, I'll, I'll perpetually feel 12 inside. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not 12. And um, <laughs> you're but not, like, okay. I still feel like all of those sort of like neural pathways are 12. <laughs> you know? And exactly. so like being that relationship with my, we're all relating to each other still as like mother child mm-hmm. or sibling mm-hmm. sibling. Yeah. And I think still from that like wounded place of wherever you stopped, you were stunted, mm-hmm. you know? And for me, it was, I think it really was around 12. So like that's to me, so interesting um just i just honestly feel like in the last five years i've had this whole different um you know able i've been able to perceive my own family so differently and um have a different perspective you know where you could feel very right about something in the moment like i'm very right about this and i will always be very right about this (laughs) and then five years later you're like oh no Maybe I wasn't right, or maybe there maybe there isn't right. You know what I mean? Mm. And so that's been the that's mm. sort of the thing. But I love my my mother's side of the family is Italian, and they're all like like she grew up in Long Island. They all lived next door to each other, like eight aunts, you know. And so I've had a uh, my my own life. I've had sort of like this relationship to family, you know, where I I we're all. Um, like family is a really, really important thing. And um, it's been something ingrained in me from the get go. And I really wanted to write about, I think um, something that it's not, you know, hundred percent autobiographical, but it's like, there is, what is it like for me to be me in my Italian family? You know, mm-hmm. I want to bring our producers in on this, uh, Valerie and Meredith. Um, producing uh, an episodic project like this is much different than it was when um, you were just doing studio stuff. And, and you're just doing network stuff. Um, can you talk about uh, in in kind of the wild west that is um, uh, television and episodics? What it's like to produce a project like this now? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's wonderful. I think one of the things that's so great about this is you know this is the first project that we've done with our company Big Swing, and you know we wanted to do the kind of show that we wanted to make. And I think what's great about you know how we how we did this proof of concept is you know we didn't have to wait for permission. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. we don't want to sort of have someone tell us that this is the material that can be seen or should be seen. And I think that the you know if we call it the Wild West, whatever we want to call it, you know what we want to do is we want to tell stories about people that we are interested in, stories that we think should be seen. And a lot of times someone will see it and go, oh that's great, I love that. Where whereas in the room in that studio system that you reference, that's not necessarily going to get through, it's not going to cut through the noise there. So I think that we feel like, with with this in particular, we felt like we know we love it, we know it's great, we know it's something we want to see, we know it's a conversation that we want to have, mm-hmm. and so th- we just we just thought, well, let's let's do it, let's make it, you know, and then, you know, the, the most incredible thing is we wound up here, and hopefully, you know, people will love it as much as we do, but, you know, we, we just thought, you know, at, at the very least, we're going to have a blast, and... Right. You know, and, and that's that's what we want from our company. You know? And let's talk about being here because you know, you, uh, Sundance, other film festivals are adding episodic tracks uh, uh, to it. You have you know you have the, the series fest in Denver. You have things like that. Uh, how does that um, weigh in on the direction you're taking to getting people to seeing this? 
Um, well, I think I think you know for us, it we we're so lucky that we had this platform to come to, and we're so excited to actually be partnering with Series Fest going forward, actually to try to find <clears throat> find and break new female writers. So we feel like you know the the more the better, and the more that comes to the party, the better. Um, there's definitely been a dearth of uh, of minority and female voices in this space, and so having these kinds of platforms really helps us, and and also raises the stature of of the show, and we'll help us sell it. So and we hope the same thing happens for, for a lot of other people because we feel like this is an important, that Ali has an important voice and this is an important message. And I think what's happening too is there's room at the table, you know? And Literally. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big table and we want to make sure that, you know, that everyone knows it and feels it. We want to lift each other up and we want to be mm -hmm. part of a group of women, in, you know, in particular that are saying like, you know, we're, there's room for all of us and how can we, you know, how do we help each other? Mm -hmm. um, I want to talk about Big Swing for a minute. minute. What, when and what was the moment that you were like, we're doing this on our own, we're done, we're done with everyone else? Well, you know, I mean, I've been producing for a really long time, mm -hmm. um, since I was 27, but I've never really had a company. Um, and Valerie is someone I've known since I was 14. We're best friends. Um, we grew up together. <laughs> and I've always admired her, yeah. you know, uh, the way that she puts together movies um, and her ideas about script and story. And she told me that she was partnering with Meredith Bagby, who I had met once and had a, she blew my mind with her with her intellect and uh, heart. And um, they said that they were gonna start working together. And I said, well, I wanna be part of that too. And then we <laughs> all came together and we just, we just, we have, we're really like-minded in the kinds of things we wanna do. Um, we want to do things that are, you know, present day. We want to do things that are period. We want to do things that really talk about mostly women, but all sorts of different shapes and sizes of women. Um, and also, we've got some boy stuff in there too. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're included. Yeah, um, Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe as a show that we have that is centers two Mexican boys that fall in love in the eighties. It's based on a really beautiful book um, that uh, was adapted by Henry Alberto, and I think we have a real know it when you see it point of view. Right. It's like boys are allowed as long as you know, um, you know, it's, it's sort of in the context that makes sense for us culturally as as a company. And I think that we just are very quickly. I think. The, the three of us were able to kind of understand what that meant and we're constantly revising it you know it's a work in progress and you know and I think that that's something that um, we get to see how it unfolds and we couldn't be happier to be kind of launching it here. Yeah. Well again we've been talking about the episodic project Girls Weekend um, which is so funny that after I watched the um, uh, that first episode I was checking to see if there was another link to another yeah. episode. Yeah why did you do that to us? Um, so that, so that, we that, ready that, to let it go. That, that speaks to how awesome mm -hmm. it was. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah. we've been talking to Ali Libigat, who's the uh, creator and star of the project, uh, Kira Sedgwick, the director, and two producers, Valerie Stadler and Meredith Bagby. It's been great having you guys here. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. Appreciate the support. That was Kira Sedgwick, Ali Liebgott, Valerie Stadler, Meredith Bagby from Girls Weekend. Uh, let's just say Kira also walked away with Bitch Talk swag, so I'm just hoping it ends up in Us Weekly. Yeah, when point. is it going to be like who wore it better? Exactly. You know? <laughs> or just like <laughs> celebrities, they're just like us, and like she's eating a hot dog and sporting a Bitch Talk. Oh my god! I yeah, a sausage or like some charcuterie or something. Yeah, just something. like shoveling Pizza? some provolone. Yeah, and like, and like prosciutto. <laughs> <laughs> whilst wearing a bitch talk tank and top. also drinking whiskey like that would be 
the best thing ever. So, Kira, if you're listening, which I, I hope that you will, can you please just get that for us? Maybe that's just our life. Maybe that's not hers. No, probably not. She's in great shape. Again, I'm always wearing stretch pants. So. Uh, but we hope you enjoyed that interview. And I'm really hoping that Girls Weekend finds a home because it really should. I just, mm-hmm. maybe on OWN, Oprah, hello. Like, mm-hmm. it's so good. I love it. Um, so that's Girls Weekend. That's episode 337. And that's the end of our celebration of Women's History Month. So we really hope you enjoyed it. Although we never stop celebrating women. Well, it's fucking every day. Yeah. Right. We have one month to actually put it out. And we still have a lot more women to highlight and uh, a lot of interviews in the bag and interviews in the works. So we have a lot to look forward to. There's a lot in the works for this year. (laughs) So please keep listening. Please keep commenting. Please keep rating. Um, Please keep tweeting at us or Instagram commenting or Facebook commenting. We're getting a lot of Facebook followers all of a sudden, um, which is great. So uh, we hope you enjoyed our whole month of Women's History Month and all the filmmakers and producers, all the women that are involved in film. And we will see you in April. Bitch, please.